0: Today on Church and State, we'll be joined by Miriam Shaw, Moms on a Mission. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier. with me, as always, Pastor Gabe Blomgren. Once again, your favorite far-right shot jocks and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis.
1: The only podcast that is bold and daring enough to put politics and faith in the same room with Jesus smack dab in the middle.
0: Amen. Hey, I'm excited for this interview. And uh, before we get there, once again, churchandstate.media, it is our website where you can download all of our shows. Uh, Gabe and I were just talking about the fact that uh, primarily our audience is made up of women. Uh, I think it's primarily because they want to look at Gabe and uh, basically put us on mute. Uh, Your mom said you're
1: a very handsome young man.
0: Yeah, my mom says I'm a catch, so I'm going to go with that. But uh, if you'd like to download this show so that you can listen to a mom who has really taken it to the system, as really showing that you don't mess with a mama bear uh, and with her cubs, you're going to want to download this show. You're also going to want to take advantage of all of our fine affiliates. Gabe, we've got some good ones, don't we?
1: Yes, we do. Yeah. And coming, coming off of the trip that I just took to Talaire, to California, and, and that's just a little shout out. Those of you, please go to rumble.com, Church and State 1776. Check those out. Interviews such as Stella Emanuel, Mike Lindell. Also, uh, we, we had a lot of women of God, Donna Clement, okay, uh, Judy Mikovitz, like or Mikovits, however you want to say it. I think I always say it. Mikovits. 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 We had so many uh, great women of God, and there was women of God. Speakers, there. those of you who saw it live. So uh, on that same trend, uh, women of God, I, you know, buy a my pillow. I got to interview Mike Lindell. This guy is so awesome, such a clean heart, such a great spirit. Um, the next time we, we're going in Detroit, by the way, we're going to go to Detroit. We're going to interview Mike Lindell, hopefully. And what we're going to do, Caleb, is we're going to in slow-mo have Mike hit us with pillows. I like that idea. It's going to happen. So those of you, please continue to support Mike, please. He's losing money uh, like water because of dominion and, and many other, there's three companies that are coming after him because his outpouring as far as exposing the dark, uh, uh, fraudulent election. So, Please support him. Help him out.
0: Use that promo code church and state for a discount and we get a portion of that back. Also, you can donate to us. And last but not least, if you want to get a hold of us, church and state 1776 at proton.me. All right, let's go ahead and bring on our guest. Uh, Mom's on a mission. Uh, Doesn't that sound like something that you want to listen to and engage in as well? Well, we've got Miriam Shaw here with us. She grew up as a pastor's daughter. And uh, she's, been, she's actually done quite a bit. She uh, went to Oral Roberts University, had a short career in behavioral health. We can talk about that a little bit later. Uh, transitioned to pharmaceutical sales. I'm also going to want to bring that up, of course. Yes. And uh, now has been a highly successful real estate salesperson for a family company, Shaw Homes. She's out of Oklahoma. I love the state of Oklahoma. And so with that introduction, thank you so much for joining us in Church and State.
2: Thank you guys. Thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. And thank you to all of those who are listening today. It's a real honor.
0: Absolutely. So let's just dive right into it. We'll get into your background a little bit more, but I want to know, um, what was the catalyst to moms on a mission?
2: Well, the catalyst was God first and then Clay Clark. That's how it went down. So I basically went to the first reawaken America tour and general Flynn was saying how local action makes a national impact. And I was just asking the Lord, what can I do? I'm a mom. I'm busy. I'm raising my son. And honestly, I didn't want another job. I didn't need one. I was plenty busy at home, taking care of my son and my family, but the Holy spirit spoke and really, I was going to a fundraiser with Clay and Vanessa and a couple of their kids. And I was telling him some things that I discovered in our local Christian school. And Clay said, you need to start a podcast. And I said, Oh, no, 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 no. I don't speak in front of people. That's not my jam. I don't do that. But thank you so much. And I know what he does for a living. And I thought maybe he just needs another podcaster, (laughs) but it's not me. And so I just shut that down real fast. And then the Holy Spirit kept tapping on my heart because I had asked him what may I do? What can I do to stand up and help save the country? Clay said that we all needed to do something. And I just thought I'm going to ask the Holy spirit. And so I just thought that that was not the Holy spirit, but turns out as I pray, the Holy spirit kept saying, you need to say, yes, you need to start a podcast and you need to reach moms and embolden them to stand up for the truth. And so that's what I did.
1: I appreciate that. And I keep hearing over and over you use the term Holy Spirit. And and that to me is the difference maker. I love Candace Owens to death, but she never speaks about the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I love many other male podcasters, but they don't—they don't bring up the Holy Spirit, and that's something that—that that is the difference maker. Uh, this is not a a physical war. Paul said we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So this is this is a spiritual war, and I think that's what confuses the left so much. Because when we talk in these 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 warlike elements and we're going to fight and we're going to the blood of Jesus, they hear all that. And it sounds like we're talking crazy talk, but the reality is, is that's the only thing that's going to save America. So I I'm in a hundred percent agreement with Clay, and also want to vouch that uh there's a uniqueness that you have it's called tenacity and 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 you're you're i don't know i've listened to some of your podcasts you're very very honest how did how did you become how did you become so blunt
2: how do you- oh man! Well, I blame it on my mom. She used to just say it like it was. She's passed away, but then she would always throw this caveat, and she'd say, "Oh, I have the calling of a prophet." Like it was okay to say whatever she wanted. <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, you you have to have a bit of a filter." But that's who she was, and I believe that. God gifted me with that, and sometimes it's got me in trouble, but for the most part, it's a good thing.
0: I think it might be a Southern thing. You ever you ever heard, like, Southern people, and they're like, she's not all that smart. God bless her. You know, they, they add right. the compliment at the end, you know, or something, so maybe, maybe right. it's a little bit of that coming out of well, Oklahoma.
2: Um, I grew up in Maine, oh. so there's that. So, I don't know. Maybe it was just a Yankee thing, too. So, But anyway, it seems to work.
0: Uh, It certainly does. So let's talk a little bit about some of the things that you've seen um, in the school districts, because we were talking a little bit off camera, and I think this is a real good warning for our audience. You, You assume if you're taking your kid out of the public indoctrination system and putting him into a private Christian school, that you're going to get some Better education, especially yeah. in a
1: place like Tulsa, this is like this is what they call the buckle of the Bible Belt. This yes. is Tulsa, Jerusalem. Yes, that's it, what
2: we it, call it, Tulsa, Jerusalem.
1: So you should have the best education. You would you would assume so, but that's not always the case.
0: And and you have a story that you can share uh, regarding this because uh, many parents they don't do their homework, and, and you think that you would, you're, you're, you know that maybe just in the name that it could be implied that no, this is going to be Christian education. No, you know what? A lot of times you end up paying uh, double the amount and you're just getting government curriculum again.
2: Yeah. So here's the thing. I, my parents, uh, my dad was a pastor. They had a Christian school in Maine. They started it. My mom was over the whole thing and they used a Becca curricula. And I just assume that Christian schools use Christian curricula. Now there's a difference between curricula and how things are being taught. Pedagogy is how things are being taught. I believe in my son's Christian school, how they're being taught for the most part is probably on point, but the problem is that there is this baked in a, Atheist, a Marxist slant that is embedded in our curricula for years. This is nothing recent. It's for years, it's been going on for years. And so Uh, shame on me. I did not do my homework. I put my kid in the school when he was three years old because of how I was raised and because of what my mom did. I think had that not occurred, I would have maybe researched a bit more, but I just assumed based on my experience. And so he has been, he's been there since he was three and then 2020 happened. And of course that was just such an eye-opening experience for us all. And when I interviewed Laura Trump, she said, I believe that that had to happen, that it's a good thing because it actually woke people up. And I have to agree with her that it woke, me up for sure so uh, basically my son went to school 2020 happened and then they rolled out a mask mandate I had heard that the mask didn't work but for the most part I wasn't really sure and so I went along with it until I knew better and I did some research and so my school they wanted to extend the mask mandate when the city lifted it and I said nope we're all done and I got a bunch of moms and, and a few dads together and we wrote a ton of letters to the board we made a lot of noise and so we got that Um, that ban lifted with the city, but that is when I realized, oh, you're going to lose friends when you stand up. That's what's going to happen here. So I was like, okay, that's fine. And it just takes one person to say yes. And so I said yes. And then people would follow me. Well, then that was, uh, the spring of 2021. So then the fall of, um, of 2021, they had a discriminatory vaccine policy. And so nobody really knew about it. It was kind of done quietly through the summer. And then all the kids went back to school. And as you can imagine, there are sleepovers and things like that. And kids were getting COVID and getting sick. And so their discriminatory vaccine policy was that if you were injected and you were exposed to someone who had COVID, you could stay in school. But if you weren't injected, then you had to go quarantine at home for five days. Well, my son happened to be the sat sat next to the wrong person and so he had to go home And so I called the principal and I let him have it. I just said, listen, uh, there is no scientific data to support what you're saying. And I'm not okay with this. And then furthermore, you have no online learning for him to do and he's sitting at home for five days, not learning anything. So I got to work again. I rallied all the troops. We wrote letters. We went and met with the headmaster. I presented a study from the Cleveland Clinic that I believe it was over 50,000 patients who had COVID and had natural immunity. It was proven. It was scientific proven. There was no reason to do this. And so I told the headmaster, please don't make me do this. Please don't make me send all these letters and get everybody around, you know, riled up. Please don't make me do this. And he just said, well, you'll really need to talk to the board. And so we did it again. We wrote Always letters pushing it
1: upstream. I can't stand yeah. that. When, when will anybody yeah. just take authority? When when will somebody just say, Hey, no, I agree with you. They always push it upstream, I, and, and somebody has to have the testicular fortitude, even if it's a female. I'm sorry. Sorry to be so blunt, okay? Sometimes our women show us as men, okay, fine, you're not going to use the set God gave you, then I will. And he should have stepped up and said, no, I agree with you. Instead, he pushed it up, 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 upstream, which Caleb and I, it just, just, just destroys our manhood every time we see that.
2: It's it's just wrong and it's not really biblically correct either. I mean, God has functions for men and women and I'm not being sexist, I'm just being honest. I mean, men were were back in the day they went out and they killed animals, they right. they hunted, they protected their family, they they fed their family, they provided and that is the role of a man. And really to have anybody in a leadership position even a woman, you need to be leading. And I will say about this headmaster, after that all went down, he apologized to me and he Good. said I should have done the right thing and I didn't. So I was glad to hear that.
0: Yeah, now, it's positive to hear, but I mean, just kind of piggybacking off something that Gabe said, you know, when you're out in your personal life and you meet somebody who never takes responsibility for their actions, you, everything is, is never my fault. It was this situation. I was told or, to do it. Or, I, was I was told. Yeah, orders. exactly. So I was just following Nazi, orders. Right. Yeah. Kind of thing. You don't want to be around somebody like that. And so when you come across somebody that's in leadership who was elected or appointed to do a specific job and then all they do is say, well, it's not my department or you got to go talk to this person. Why would you expect somebody like that to be reelected? And yet we continue to do the same thing over and over and over again, electing these people who truly don't represent us. Uh, So I'm I'm just, I'm so proud to see individuals such as yourself who will just bypass it and say, fine, if you won't do it, then I'm going to do something about it. And you know what happens when that occurs? We win. Shocker.
1: Yeah. People, uh, General Flynn says all the time, people are attracted to courage. Amen.
2: Yeah, it's contagious. It's absolutely contagious. And I actually had a mom come up to me and she said, Miriam, please make this stop. Please make this stop. And, and what was happening is coaches were telling the kids they should get injected. Teachers were telling them to get injected because they said, you're going to be home for so long. You're going to miss so many games. You're going to miss so much uh, work that's done in the classroom. And she came to me and said, I, if you don't stand up and stop this, I'm going to have to inject my kid. And I was like, oh my gosh, I I felt like the weight of the world was on my shoulders. Like if I don't stand who is, and who knows what will happen to these injected kids. I wonder what batch they're going to get. If it's the one that's going to kill them or maim them. Like I felt a massive weight on my shoulders to stand. And so I did.
0: And and that's exactly what we need. And you, you, I would expect any parent, uh, when presented with the same situation to do exactly what you did, uh, to not just roll over and say, you know what? Uh, it's going to be a little bit easier if I just treat my child as a, as a guinea pig and, and just, you know, roll up their sleeve and inject them with something like this. No, you fight back. I mean, I, I would think that would just be a natural instinct for every mother and father to go out there and say, not on my kid. You're not doing that. I don't trust this stuff. Uh, I don't know enough about it. I've done my own research. The, the government and the God Fauci keeps changing the story. So, no, I'm not going to just roll up the sleeve, take the vaccine and see what happens. It's not a gamble I'm willing to take.
2: Well, you would think that, but I will tell you straight out of mom's mouths is that they are afraid to lose friends they're afraid that they or their kids will get targeted. And so they don't stand. And I know that about, and that's why I started the Moms on a Mission podcast, because I want to help embolden and empower moms, because we are stronger together. We Americans are stronger together. And if we link arms, there's truly nothing that we can't accomplish. I mean, especially when you look at our founding fathers and what they did. I mean, George Washington should have died a million times and God's providential protection took care of him. And so that we serve the same God. The, so the Bible says that um, that God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I mean, we serve the same powerful God who will protect us. And so I believe this all, like you were saying, Gabe, I really believe that this boils down to a spiritual battle and, and really it's exposing the yes. lack of relationship and trust we have in God.
1: Well, there's a specific spirit and we're kind of going to, now that you've said that, talking about the spirit, there's a spirit I want to kind of just focus in on just for a second. It's a spirit of division. And you said CRT was making its way into your kids' education. And that's intentional. They're intentionally dividing us. There's there's a saying that, uh, you know, a very, very uh, liberal guy said, uh, I can't stand him. I know you can't stand Will Ferrell, but he said, stay classy, San Diego. And the, the thing is, is, they're trying to project Christians as the not classy one, as the one who's willing to fight and the one who's willing to actually hurt and maim their neighbor. They're creating this, this, this narrative that we're ready to hurt them. That's not the case. I'm going to play because right now the whole term bunker, the word bunker right now is trending and the word civil war is trending. Uh, the Obamas produced a movie that came out on Netflix that is number one in the country. It's called Leave the World Behind. Focus is all about the end of the world. Another movie is coming out projected this summer it's called by a24 studios called civil war i'm actually going to play this clip it's a minute long those of you who are with us on radio bear with me you won't be able to see it but those of you online please watch this for a minute then we're going to talk about it what, what is this
2: there's some kind of misunderstanding here what well you're american okay
1: okay what kind of american are you You don't know?
0: (laughs) The Western forces will reach the White House on July 4th. Oh, my God. Get in the car! Get in the car! Move, move,
1: move! You're gonna hang back.
0: I'm not hanging back.
1: One nation under God. Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Go, 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 go! go! God bless America. It's very interesting. There's so much to unpack there. Pause just for a second. Literally, he said, liberty and justice for all. And then there's a scream at the end. And then he also says... One nation under God, indivisible. And he says under God. And I'm I'm just gonna say this. We've been hearing that for a long time as Christian. One nation under God, especially from the left. But I have to push back on that. Until we begin to say, which God are you speaking about? That's what I exactly what which I saying. Which God say. are you speaking right. about? Now now the God of Jesus, the Jesus was he he defended the woman who was caught in prostitution. That's kay? right. He protected her. They had a little girl on her knees in that scene. And, and she's begging for her life. That's projection on us. The man was wearing red glasses, which a projection of the Republican Party, making him look like, what kind of American? You know, that is so – they're trying to dismantle us. And I say we stay classy. We stay in the driver's seat because they're afraid of us. Both of you weigh in. Uh, go ahead, Marion, first.
2: Well, first of all, this is called dialectical political warfare. And what they're doing is they're using the word nationalism to really make us look bad when really we should all be nationals. We should all be patriots. We should all be Americans. But see, the whole goal, when you look back to China and when Mao took over China and it became the CCP and uh, and and they became two, he became a dictator, what he did was he injected Marxism. And what you do with Marxism is Marxism has two classes of people, the oppressed and the oppressor. And the whole thing is it wipes out all individuality. Well, that spiritually is obviously demonic right there, but Mao could not take over China until he implemented Marxism. And that's what this is, is Marxism uses palatable words, and then they, they marry a truth with a lie. And so if, Like it's Satan, like if Satan came to your house and said, go rob a bank, we would never do it. But what he does is he deceives. And so that is exactly what's going on here is that they're using names, name calling that rules for radicals. You know, Saul Alinsky said that you ridicule when you don't have the truth on your side, you ridicule. And so that's what they're doing is they're they're using these palatable palatable terms and they're attaching a lie to it. And they're trying to project Republicans and conservatives as these evil people who are going to kill people. I mean, it's absolutely a farce
0: it it's uh it's world class projection in my opinion and and they're masters of this they they do this all the time there 's the unwritten rule where they got to they got to announce their plans to the people, and then when we don't do anything about it there's no blood guilt on their hands uh, and so that that's that 's the rule that they're following here they've been doing this for a while they 've been using uh, Marvel for example, they did the Civil War movie, and, and now they're going one step further and they're showcasing that people who truly love america and the principles what made america great you know um, they are evil they're the ones that are going to strike first and uh, implement terror uh, nationalist terror upon uh, your average american and we don't you know we don't have sympathy we don't have empathy or mercy against these individuals who we now view as the enemy uh, it's it's extremely problematic but i think they want to bring down america uh, that's really what it comes down to the globalist plans the only thing holding it back is the United States of America. People who truly believe in individual freedom and liberty. And so if they can implement a civil war and get us attacking and fighting each other, then say goodbye to the rest of the world. We are living under that one world system that is talked about in the book of Revelation.
2: You know, this is what they did in China. I I hate to keep bringing this back to Mao, but this is exactly what he did. So there was a a group that was the most powerful, the most representative called the Han uh, ethnic group. And basically, he went to these other smaller minorities and these other classes and and he said, you know, hey, they're bad. They're trying to take control. And he started uh, injecting division among the different different ethnic groups. And it worked It worked beautifully. And he was able to completely take over and destroy China. And by using the, the Red Guard, the youth. And so that's exactly what's happening here. That's exactly what's happening. They, Of course, they're gonna try to destroy America. I mean, the Marxists came over over a hundred years ago because they knew if they could get into the educational system and they could get to the heart of the children, they would get to the heart of the nation. And so division is the way it's being done.
1: I yeah, think, and, oh, go ahead. Yeah, just, just, I, I'm just, I'm a solutions guy. I just, I can't help but, like, my wife will tell me, hey, this is bothering me or, like, I'm so offended by this or, like, this is grieving me. And I always want to just fix it. Like, I can't help but be an encourager. And it's kind of frustrating because I know she wants it's, me it's to It's not just about listen. the nail. Yeah. She wants me to listen. <laughs> yes. But I'm just hearing the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. It's just, it's just echoing in my brain. The word of God tenures us. From the propaganda, because we can fall victim to the propaganda as well, to where we literally believe we start, we stop uh, believing we are the city on a hill that cannot be hidden. The United States, like Caleb just said, is you just said it is the greatest nation on this earth. The Word of God will remind us that you know, to him who has been given much is required. That's not a Spider Man quote. That's from the Word of God. That's Jesus saying to the to the wicked servant who buried his one. Okay. I'm going to take yours and give it to the guy with 10 who's like you, Miriam and lay clay because there's Christians out there right now who are listening to the garbage. They're listening to it and they're thinking, let's hunker down in our bunker and just wait this one out. That is not what we are called to do. We are the salt of the earth. He, the descriptive p- patterns that Jesus used—salt, light—those are those are out there images. Those are not inside images. Keep going. I'm sorry. I'm preaching no,
0: now. No, no, no. I, and I, I love what you're saying. And, and I'm going to turn this back over to Miriam. But I just wanted to say because uh, I love that you keep bringing up the Chinese and Mao specifically. He targeted the youth, and so that is the canary in the coal mine as far as America is concerned. That's good. Okay. What are they doing to your kids? And right now, just like Mao did, where he went after the youth, just like Hitler did, they all do the same exact thing. Your parents are untrustworthy. Don't tell your parents things. Turn your parents into the state, right? And so right now in public education, what we are hearing is the transition, okay? We are hearing children who are being taught by these so-called educators, I would call them propagandists, But they are telling their kids, you can be any gender that you want, and you don't have to tell your parents these types of things. So they're already causing, they're seeding division inside that child's mind, that poor little innocent child's mind, and making the parents the enemy, which will ultimately result in the youth turning on the older generations and causing us to have
1: a Maoist revolution. You didn't even hit TikTok or Snapchat. The only means that a lot of these young people are getting educated.
0: Yes, absolutely. So Marion, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Well, I, I, I'm with Gabe on this too. I mean, you, you definitely want to lay out the facts, right? You want to know the condition, but I have mom friends who are like, no, 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 no. Like they don't, they don't want to hear this. And so here's the deal. I think people become afraid for two reasons. They don't know the word of God and they don't have a good relationship with the Lord or two, they don't know what to do. And I just have to say that there are a lot of good things happening right now, especially in California. I don't know if you've heard of a gal by the name of Jessica Tapia, but she's been, uh, on the news nationally. She has she was fired for refusing to use pronouns with the kids there. And uh, she has been sharing that a lot of school districts have implemented parental, parental notification policies in California. And what is happening is that we can see as people are standing, we are winning. And see, we just have to stand. And that's the issue, is that people are afraid. They're afraid to stand. And the Bible is very clear in Ephesians 5.11. It says that we shouldn't participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. Yes. And God's very clear. We have a job. We are complicit in our silence. And you know, Bonhoeffer says that silence in the face of evil is evil itself. And so if we are quiet, we are complicit. And so what our prayer needs to be is God, God, Holy Spirit, please make me more bold. Please make me strong. Please help me learn the truth and stand for it. And then you take a step, and then you take another step, and people join you, and you're not as
1: alone. And then you become empowered because
2: it's contagious.
1: Can I say something? I, I know everybody's chomping at the bit, but here's the thing: I hear a lot of people say in their mind, "Well, what am I? Who am I? I don't, I don't have anything to offer. I'm just, I'm just a mom." No. Your mom's group that meets on Tuesdays or your book club or, or the PTA or your kids' uh, soccer team that you drive to an event or, or the, six, the six families you are closest to. They need to hear this right now. Everyone has influence, and it's you know, the six degrees of separation from Kevin Bacon. I know it's a worldly yeah. term, but the thing is we have to understand everyone has a voice. You, you know, Gabe, you know what
0: every single biblical hero has in common? they either came from nothing or they had a very comfortable exactly. life, right? And God called them out of that, right? Moses had a very comfortable life, yeah, King's, very comfortable life, right?
1: King's Palace.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, Samson, you know, th- characters like this, they, they either came from nothing or they were extremely comfortable, and God called them, and the response was, here I am. Here I am, send me. And that's the kind of, re- uh, that's the kind of mindset that we need as, as believers in Christ, that he's got a mission for every single one of us to fulfill, and we got to go out there and do it.
1: So, hey, we only got that yeah, a minute left. Yeah, mom's on a
2: mission. And—, and- I was just going to say, Jesus was the ultimate example. I mean, he came from everything and was born in a manger. I mean, gosh, he was the ultimate example of that.
1: Amen to that. Hey, How can we stay connected with you? We've got 60 seconds. I want to have everyone connect with you, partner with you. Those of you listening, how can we find you?
2: Yes. Yeah, so our mission is to educate, awake, and activate others to help save our country. And so we are on every streaming platform, but if folks would follow us on rumble, that is the most uncensored platform. We've been kicked off YouTube several times you can imagine. And so if they go to rumble or download the rumble app, go to the top, there's a little area there. You can type in moms on a mission and then click the follow icon. And we would be so grateful. We have lots of ideas, ways to get connected. We have several grassroots organizations across the nation we can plug moms into. So we would be so honored if folks followed us there. And then our website is moms on a Mission. .net, and then we're on social media as well. Facebook, Instagram, Moms on a Mission, um, and Twitter. Yeah,
0: That's Moms awesome. on a mission.net. I'm on the website right now. It's fantastic. You can just go right over to the podcast and it'll take you to the Rumble page. Uh, you've interviewed some considerable uh, guests, uh, some people big, that are yeah, some heavy hitters there as well. So it's an absolute pleasure to uh, partner with somebody like you. And, and uh, once again, thank you for joining us on our show. Thank you so much. Church and State is sponsored in part by Patriot Church and the Constitution Party.
1: I'm Gabe Blomgren, and a calm does not suit me.
0: I'm Caleb Collier. I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire. All
1: right, and we...